0: Hi, my name is Jackie, and this is Alive and Active. This podcast is a weekly devotional where we will study Scripture and challenge one another to a lifestyle that is fully alive in Christ. In this devotional, I will challenge you to actively pursue what God says and how we can apply it to our lives. So grab your Bible and your favorite beverage, and let's dig in together. Hello, welcome to the new year. Today we are talking about gratitude Is God alone enough? I want to start with the story of Hagar in the book of Genesis. So if you don't know the story, God blesses Abraham with an extravagant promise in chapter 12. Because of Abraham's obedience and heart for God, he promises Abraham that he will have more descendants than all the stars in the sky. At this point, Abraham is already 75 years old with no other offspring. At that age, with that kind of promise, I would suspect that Abraham and his wife Sarai would get pregnant right away, but God's timing is not our timing, and sometimes His promises are fulfilled in bigger ways than we can even fathom, and that means it takes a lot longer to formulate than we would hope for. In chapter 16, it's been 11 years since that promise was made, and Sarai is growing impatient. So, like most of us, we form our own plan. She decides she wants Abraham to impregnate her servant, Hagar. Afterwards, Sarah is not full of joy and relieved as she had hoped for. Instead, she grows bitter and angry. Sarah treats Hagar harshly, and Hagar decides to run away. While she's in the wilderness, an angel appears to Hagar and tells her, You are now pregnant, and you will give birth to a son. You shall name him Ishmael. For the Lord has heard your misery. He will be a wild donkey of a man. His hand will be against everyone and everyone's hand against him. And he will live in hostile towards all of his brothers. Now, this is a huge miracle that an angel would come to talk with a servant girl and to bless her with a son is a high honor. But not all of these promises are great news. If our Hagar, I would be thinking about how this angel is telling me to go submit to an abusive master and then promises that I will have a son that will basically be at war with his own brothers all the days of his life. I would probably be drowning in self-pity thinking about the abusive life I'm being told to go back to and will be passing down to my son. But Hagar's response, I think, is one of the most humbling and gracious responses. Hagar says, You are the God who sees me. For she said, I have now seen the one who sees me. Being seen and known by the one true God of the universe was enough for her. She inspires me to ask myself, is God alone really enough? Or maybe you're like Sarai. You're tired of the years of waiting and you feel unseen and forgotten by God. And you question the provision and promises that he has for you. I know this pain all too well. There have been seasons in my life where God made a promise and it took years to fulfill it. My encouragement to you would be not to stop getting in the presence of God through worship and prayer. Pour your hurt out to Him. No matter how painful it is, address it and bring it to the cross. He does see you and He knows you and He hurts and weeps with you and for you. Be honest with God in the stillness and allow the Holy Spirit to intervene for you. Sometimes I did good to hold on to God's promises, but other times I would scream at God with my questions and doubts. I think in those moments of honesty is when the Holy Spirit showed up to comfort me and point me to the biblical truths more prominently in my life. Proverbs says that God is near to the brokenhearted. In my season of waiting for God's promises, the verse that I clung to the most was Romans eight twenty eight, And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. When the flood of doubts came rushing in, I tried to combat the lie with God's truth. It sounded something like this. He's working for my good. He's working for my good. He promised me he would never leave me or forsake me. He promised that he's faithful to complete it. I do love God with all of my heart. So even if I don't understand what he's doing or I don't feel him, I will choose to trust him and hold on to his holy word and his promises that he is working for my good right now. Be grateful for the season that you're in because God's nearness will carry you through this and show you that you're stronger than you ever imagined with the creator of heaven and earth on your side. There's nothing you can't get through. Now let's look at what happens if we choose to take matters into our own hands like Sarai. Abraham was a 100 years old when Sarah conceived her son Isaac. That's a total of 25 years that they waited for God to fulfill his promise. In chapter 21, Ishmael is about 12 or 13 years old and picking on his little brother Isaac. Sarah sees it, and she decides she wants to kick the boy and his mom out of the camp. The tribe offered food, protection, and shelter. Abraham was worried about Ishmael and Hagar's survival and safety. Ever since they made that decision to take matters into their own hands instead of trusting God's promises, this caused great relational distress and conflict within their community. Many generations later, Abraham's offspring become a nation called the Israelites, Fast forward hundreds of years and the Israelites become slaves in Egypt. God does many miraculous signs. After years of listening to the Israelites cry out to God, God finally decides to show up in a big way. He does many miraculous signs and wonders to show his might and strength. God sent plagues, death, and destruction to the land of Egypt to fight for his people. God literally parted the sea and had his people walk through the ocean to escape Pharaoh's army but then began to complain in the wilderness. In Numbers chapter 13, God is, ready. God is ready to lead his people to their new home, a beautiful land flowing with abundance of fine foods. They are camped right on the edge of the promised land. But the people doubt in chapter 14. We see that God is fed up with their complaining, doubts, and grumbling. And as a consequence, they wander the desert 40 more years. Those same people that walked through the sea, to escape their enemies, doubted God's goodness, and that he was big enough to capture this promised land from their enemies. Sometimes our complaining and doubts can hinder and prolong us from receiving God's good blessing. I want to challenge you this week to write down all the good that God has been doing in your life. Ask God to show you all the ways that you can be grateful. Sometimes we are blind to the good gifts and favor that God is giving us in our current situation. Examples of this is in the story of Abraham's brother in law, Lot. We could do a whole other episode on the power of prayer in interceding for others. I once heard a friend of mine from college say that he was prayed into heaven by his grandmother, and I love that. I will never forget his conviction that the power of prayer saved his life. In order to not go chasing rabbit trails, and for the sake of time, I will just briefly mention that Lot was prayed for and highly blessed and favored by God because of Abraham. Genesis 19:29 says, So it was that when God destroyed the cities of the valley, God remembered Abraham and sent Lot out of the midst of the overthrow when he overthrew the cities in which Lot had lived. God wants to destroy the town that Lot is living in because of the wicked ways and corruption. These people were completely won over by evil in the world with no remorse or concern for repentance. This story is so jacked up in so many ways, but you will have to go read it for yourself to get all of the gory details and drama. In chapter 19, God wants to rescue Lot from the destruction that he is about to endure on this town. He gives him very specific instructions to flee. What floors me is that for some reason, Lot is having a hard time letting go of this town and kind of drags his feet in order to leave. An angel, messenger of God, instructs him to leave for the hills, but yet Lot pleads with the angel, asking him to let him go to a new town instead of the hills out of fear that he will die there. Hello? God is telling him to head for the hills in order to save his life, not to put him to death somewhere else. If God says move, shouldn't we be grateful for the instruction and immediately pack up and be obedient? I think this showed Lot's lack of faith, but also his lack of fear for the Lord and the destruction that he was about to do to the town. When I read this story, I was disgusted and confused by Lot and his family's poor choices. Then I was humbled as I was making this podcast. I felt the Spirit say, Jackie, you are Lot. Mm, Okay, God, ouch. (laughs) Let me try to briefly explain to you how I can relate to this story. I am currently 24 weeks pregnant with our second child. I still have four months to go and I feel so huge that sometimes I get discouraged and that all familiar insecurity I have had my whole life comes creeping in and can really overtake my thoughts. This baby boy was a promise I knew God had given me many, many years before I had ever even met my husband. Imagine my surprise when I found out my first child was a girl. Now, just in case she ever hears this, I have to say, she was also an answered prayer in more ways than I could even imagine or count. The day she was born, that 7-pound, 11-ounce baby girl moved mountains and tore down walls that had been in my family for decades. She is perfect, and I am beyond blessed to be her mother. I know that God has big plans for both of my kids to do mighty works for His name. I also know, dear friends, that I love so much who have struggled for years to have children of their own and have suffered the pain of losing many precious babies. It's heartbreaking. And I realize how selfish I am for holding on to something so stupid as a number on a scale or my pant size. Like Lot, instead of receiving the blessing, enjoying it, and following on my face in gratitude as Hagar did... I ask for more ridiculous requests, as Lot did. So where are you in terms of gratitude? I hope this episode challenges you to take a look at your circumstances and evaluate your heart's response as it has me. I will be back next week. I'm holding myself accountable. So stay tuned and be blessed. Thank you so much for listening. This awesome song is titled Meant to Be by Ark North featuring Christina Marina. Please know I am praying for you every week, and I would so love it if you would pray for me as well because your prayers are powerful and effective. I would love to hear how this week's episode impacted you, and I hope you'll join me next week. Until next time, let's go be doers of the alive and active Word of God.